This is Professor Pete Alexander with the Winning at Business and Life podcast, where business leaders share their insights. It is six questions in seven minutes because successful business leaders are busy and rarely have more time to spare. So let's get to it. Question number one, in a few sentences, please tell me who you are and what you do. Uh, Rob Kosberg, I'm the founder of Bestseller Publishing. We help coaches, consultants, experts to write a book, uh, publish that book, make it a bestseller through our marketing, and also get them on TV, radio, and media so they can grow their brands and authority. Well, Rob, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. And as a customer of BSP with my book here, Love I it. have to say, you guys do a fabulous job. <laughs> Question you, number, you bet. Question number two, what is something that makes you smile and or laugh about working in your industry? You know, I'd, I'd say the, the biggest smile, the, the laughs, you know, come and go, but the biggest smile is, uh, you know, we launch two or three books a week for our clients and uh, it is always thrilling for them. And the thrill never dies out for us either. Um, uh, just, you know, we got two going on right now. They're so fired up and we're, uh, we're thrilled by it also. Mm -hmm. And I remember my, my experience as well. It was a lot of fun and a lot of work, but yeah. it was very gratifying. So uh, yeah. I, I can appreciate the passion that you have uh, for helping others. So thank you for that. Thank you, Qu my friend. Question number three. I have a fictitious book with all the answers for business. What chapter would you think most companies should read? I would say they should read the chapter that, um, that the title is... Um, what business are you actually in? And that chapter is a chapter on the fact that you're not really only in the business of doing the thing that you do, but you're also in the business of acquiring customers. And if you can't wrap your mind around the need to acquire customers and that that is your most important part of your business, then you will never actually have a, a, a business um, delivering your magic to the world. Mm, that is so insightful. And yeah, it's, it's so true because if you don't have customers, you don't have revenue, you can't grow. It all fits into place. And I love how you say that the magic uh, to the world. So that's a great way to, uh, to, to kind of put a, put in a quote at the end of that. Nice. <laughs> great. Question number four, other than the generic work harder, have a great attitude and care for customers, what advice or insight would you give to other business leaders? You know, I do this thing that I call the three E's and I, it seems like lately I've been talking about it a lot, but um, even if you're in a business that you love uh, or a business that you're successful in, like I am with BSP, or if you are like starting and trying to figure out what you want to do with your life, this really works. And basically the three E's are, are three circles that are, are connected and you're looking for, you know, the, the middle, which uh, encompasses all three. And the three E's are, uh, what are you excellent at? Uh, what uh, do you truly enjoy? Uh, that's circle number two. And then circle number three is um, of those, what can you really earn money doing? And if you find um, if you find the magic in the middle of of those three circles, then you'll never work a day in your life and you'll really make a difference. Uh, like we we like to say, make an income and an impact. 
Mm, I love that. And the visual is so simple yet so powerful that anybody can really visualize it and say, yeah, I get it. I have to have all three in order to be successful and actually happy, I would assume. Am I right? Yeah, you are. In fact, um, and, and it's I do it right now. And you may think, well, why do you do it right now? Are you trying to get out of your business? No, because when you're when you have your own business, you very easily can get off on tangents where you're doing things that maybe I'm not the most excellent at. Maybe I don't even really enjoy them and they're not earning me money. And so so, you know, I even within my own business, I have to, you know, bring myself back to center by by doing that. So it, it helps uh, at whatever point you're at in, in life. Mm-hmm. I really like that. And, and it's kind of like, if you have something like that on, let's say the wall of your office or on your desk or something like that, it's also a, a constant reminder of your of your North Star whenever things are starting to get a little bit off track, I, I would imagine. Yep, 100%. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, you know, it relieves stress, it helps you to mm-hmm. focus on, you know, the 20% that really produces the 80%. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Great, great insight. Question number five, what other business leader like yourself would you like to acknowledge and invite to be on my podcast? You know, I have a podcast as well, and I just interviewed uh, another BSP client that I was thinking about, um, Dr. James Stockson. Uh, he is like a celebrity chiropractor. Mm-hmm. Um, and, in, and very specifically, uh, his book is on thoracic outlet syndrome. And uh, which is kind of a very narrow topic, which of course we love um, because you can really own that 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 expertise. And he travels all over the world helping people with thoracic outlet syndrome. And if you don't know what it is, then be thankful. If you do know what it is, then it means that you're probably suffering, or you know people that are suffering. And he, uh, you have to, yeah, you have to interview him. And for those that uh, that know what that is, or have loved ones that suffer with it, his book is gold. Mm, it sounds like a really interesting person to interview. Thank you for thank you for that referral. And our final question, question number six, please tell me about your first job. So I've been working for a long time. Uh, so I, I'll, I'll actually tell you about my third if it's okay. Sure. Uh, my first, I had a paper route at nine, and I did that for a number of years. Um, at 14, which was interesting, um, for two days, I planted orange trees in the middle of the Florida sun uh, in sugar sand. The first stop was the prison, and we picked up prisoners in the back of the truck, and one of the prisoners was my direct supervisor. When my family found out about that, I had to, I had to leave that job. So I won't even count that, although that was brutal. But uh, right after that, I, I lied about my age and I got a job at McDonald's. And uh, so I'm one of the, I think it, they say one out of every seven people in the country have worked at McDonald's at one time or another. And uh, I worked at McDonald's for a couple of years and uh, man, it was a tough job. I worked at the busiest McDonald's in the world which was the McDonald's right outside of Disney World uh, in Orlando, Florida. And uh, and this was, uh, we opened it, well, I was 15. So that was a long time ago. That was 41 years ago when that mm-hmm. McDonald's opened. And, uh, you know, uh, what an experience. Uh, working, learning to work with people and, uh, you know, and learning to work with just the, the busyness that comes from, uh, you know, being at a place where there were just crowds constantly, lines constantly. So it was cool. What, 
Great story there. And I assume that your supervisor at McDonald's wasn't one of those prisoners. Not that I'm aware of. <laughs> Maybe he lied also about his, his background. I don't know. But in those days, you could lie about your age and get in. Like you just tell people because you had to be 16 to work at McDonald's at that time. And uh, I was uh, 15. So you bet you and I are the same age. So I remember that exactly too. Yeah. And it it's like I was I had a couple of jobs too that it was I was not old enough for, but I still did them. It helped that I had uh an early uh five o'clock shadow that came out like Fred Flintstone yeah. when I was 13. Yeah. Well, I was very well paid. I mean, I, we were at the top of the pay scale and I was making three dollars and fifteen cents an hour. And that was above minimum wage at the time. And uh, you know, for a 15-year-old and I owned three cars by the time I was 16 years old. So I had gas to pay and, you know, I had to pay for my, my vehicle and stuff. So, uh, you know, I, I love my cars. <laughs> and I remember that hourly too. And the same thing, I was working to support my car. <laughs> that was the you know, thing. <laughs> that, that was freedom. That was freedom in those days. It really was. It really yeah. was great stories. And thank you for bringing me back to a memory lane. <laughs> so Rob, thanks so much for being on the show. How can people find you? Uh, probably best would be if they want to learn about, uh, about what we do, um, they can get a free copy of my book. Uh, we ship it. We just ask for them to pay for shipping. That's at publishpromoteprofit.com, publishpromoteprofit.com. Perfect. This is Professor Pete Alexander with the Winning a Business and Life podcast. Get hundreds of amazing business insights from previous guest episodes on your favorite podcast app. Thanks for listening. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.